Welcome to Winning Minds. We're not negative, we're positive. We don't get bitter, we get better. We don't lose, we win. We understand that life is more than what happens to you. It's about how you respond. And that response starts in your mind. And if you can change your mind, change what, how, and the way you think, you will change your life. Welcome to a positive mind, a better mind, a winning mind. I am your host, Fred Lavalley, and this is the Winning Minds Podcast. At 26 years of age, he and his wife moved to the poorest nation in the world. No running water, no electricity. In his own words, he describes it as overwhelming poverty. But what he and his wife started now reaches not only people all over that nation of Sierra Leone, but 14 other African nations, and it can even be found in Europe. How does that happen? In this podcast, Alvin Smith speaks about how being creative and resilient can enable us to rise above poverty and improve ourselves. Thanks for listening to this podcast. It's part one of a two-part series. I hope it contributes to your next winning decision. Welcome to Winning Minds. My name is Fred Lavalley, and today I have a very special guest. Uh, his name is Pastor Alvin Smith. Um, I've known him for a long time. Uh, he and I have history back to before I can even remember as he started the church in Athens, Georgia. My father, my family, we came to Athens and took over the work that he began when he moved to the continent of Africa, the nation of Sierra Leone. I was two and a half, so I only have one memory that young. Um, so, but he's kind of started it all and a big part of why my life took the direction that it did. So I'm very honored to have him here as a guest on the podcast today, going to be talking about his experiences and his perspectives on a couple of different things, but he's a man who has done tremendous things with his life through hard, tough decisions, discipline, vision, you name it. it it's incredible. He is now one of the uh, associate pastors in the church, the Door Church in Tucson, Arizona, as well as the uh, director of the organization he started into Africa. Um, so he has a, he's a man who's done a lot, accomplished a lot of things, and has a lot of advice to give us. Um, so without further ado, I'll turn it over to Pastor Alvin and let him tell you a little bit about his himself and his journey and his story and what he's seen and what he can share with us. So Pastor Alvin, take it away. Well, Fred, thank you for uh, inviting me onto your podcast. It's an uh, absolute privilege, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, as you said, I'm uh, Alvin Smith, uh, origin from Athens, Georgia, home of the Bulldogs. And uh, I'm a great uh, Georgia Bulldog supporter. Uh, over 40 years ago, um, I gave my life uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and that really kind of changed the direction of my life. I was uh, in the United States Air Force. I left Georgia after I graduated from Cedar Shows High School. Uh, played sports there, but eventually uh, ended up in Tucson, Arizona. Served in the military for six years, uh, serving pilots, uh, was focused in on becoming a pilot, but the Lord called me into the ministry and uh, gave my life to Christ, as I said earlier. And uh, from there, I was able to go back home to Athens and begin a church there. 
And then I had the opportunity to go to Liberia, West Africa, to preach in the crusade. And, and as God would have it be, I ended up in Sierra Leone just kind of visiting. But when I went there, uh, I was really um, convinced that this is where God wanted me to take my family, my wife Renee and I, and we went into the nation of Sierra Leone in 1989. And we spent six years of our lives there. And at that time, it was the poorest country in the world. And there we served and uh, we ministered and we, we invested our lives. We loved people, we worked with young people. I was young myself at the time. I was. 26 years old, I believe, and uh, they're laboring and just ministering hope to the hopeless. And uh, today, 30 years later, 30 something years later, rather, we have uh, about 120 churches out of that church that we started in Sierra Leone. We have about four churches in Europe, and we're in 14 different African nations from these young people who uh, were born in very difficult situations. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a country that had no electricity, no running water, and today uh, these guys are leaders, and God has really just raised them up to uh, become very fruitful and productive uh, young men and women. And so that's just kind of a, a, a little bit of my history. And so, uh, there you go. That's what kind of caused me to, to reach out to you to invite you on the podcast here was obviously I'm very, very, very familiar with what you've done and your story. And it was just as I was reading the other day and just thinking about just all the things people talk about. And it's a political season. There's always a lot of arguments and conversations. But just the idea of poverty came into my mind Just what I was reading right then. And I begin to think about just schools and as we begin to educate, you know, young men and women to try to prepare them for life. And I just begin to think about poverty and money. And I've, you know, encountered various levels of, of poverty in my own life. I and mean, just thinking about how we educate kids and, and the schools and all that we provide for them. And I began thinking about, do we really prepare young men and women to be successful in life and what is necessary to prepare them for it. And that's when poverty and money, because that's obviously a big part of life. And I was just thinking about that and reading. And that's what I thought. I said, let me reach out to Pastor Alvin. He's seen poverty at a level that I've never seen, I've never experienced. And even, you know, many of the worst cases here in the U.S., not trying to make light of it at all, but you've seen things far beyond what the majority of us have thought or, or experienced. And so just with that in mind, what was your kind of first impressions of when you set foot in Sierra Leone with the poverty, you mentioned no running water, no electricity. When you landed, it was years ago, but still I'm sure those impressions are probably fresh in your mind. What was it like when you, was there a shock when you walked into that environment? How did you process it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, a bit overwhelming uh, to uh, be faced with, uh, a nation that was literally in darkness uh, at night. You know, people would use these little uh, kerosene uh, Bunsen burners and, and kerosene lanterns and candles. And, 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 you know, it was just, it was 
no electricity whatsoever. I mean, the whole nation was plumbed in darkness. And so, you know, never growing up with that, never being exposed to that was, it was a bit of a, a culture shock. But what really, as time went on, what really kind of moved me was uh, the resiliency of the Sierra Leoneans. And, and I thought about this when, uh, as, as it relates to Adam, I can't help but reflect to the word of God, so be patient with me. Uh, uh, when God created him and he placed him in, in this garden, you know, it was, a, it was a utopia of excellence, but there was nothing there. He never gave him a, 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 a chair. He never gave him, you know, shoes, you know. He never gave him, you know, a mode of transportation. But what he did give Adam, he gave him a tree. And hid in the tree was a chair. Uh, he gave him cows and hid in the cows were shoes. And so, and so what man really needs is it's not, it's not that people are poor, it's that they lack poverty or, or they lack creativity, excuse me. And because they 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 don't have the creativity to to or the wisdom to be able to figure out what we need to do in order to go to the next level, they kind of accept their situation and stay there, you know? And they look for other people to do things for them. And it doesn't mean people help you and partner with you, but what we really like is creativity. And to see the creativity that people had at certain levels, it gave me hope. And I realized that if I could tap into that and I can minister to people and let them know they have the ability to rise above this. God was going to help us. And that's what happened. <clears throat> ah, very good. Very good. So when you hear conversations about poverty here in the U.S., it's something that's talked about often frequently. Um, when you hear people talk about it, what goes through your mind when you, you know, say if, if, like if I could be part of that conversation, whether it's, you know, people on TV or politicians or down at the school or wherever, when you hear people talk about poverty, what goes through your mind that you could wish you could interject into those conversations? Well, well poverty is the absence of self-production. And, and, and what you have to do, you have to put people in positions where they can be productive. It is not, it is your, your, your success and your, your, uh, your wealth is not going to address someone else's poverty. I'll give you, I'll give an example. Uh, uh, and, and again, I have to use the Bible. It's probably the best. Uh, the woman, she comes and she has an alabaster box. Uh, it, it has very costly spikenet or, or ointment inside it. She breaks the box. When she breaks it, the disciples get mad and that we could have sold it and gave it to the poor. And Jesus says, the poor you will always have with you. Jesus is saying, your production is not going to solve their poverty. Mm. And people have to understand, we, we have to look at people and realize they have the ability to rise above. They have the ability to be successful. They have the ability to be created. They have the ability... To, to use the ingenuity that God has placed in them 
And so we have to be, we have to put ourselves in a position where we can provoke people and encourage people and teach people. And I've always felt that's, that's one of the biggest, the biggest uh, of failures of, of, of parenting, of even churches, uh, businesses, is a lack of discipleship, of teaching people. People need to be taught. And so we have to teach them and, and, and invest in them. And when we teach them, we will see the reciprocation of this, um, not only in the world, but also back into our own lives. So. Thanks for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and post a comment. And then tell two people today about Winning Minds. I hope you'll join us on the next episode. But until then, keep your mind healthy and keep winning with the Winning Minds podcast.